Welcome to Category, Category is. is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. And you're back for another week. If it's your first time to the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we drop a new episode. You can follow us wherever you get podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and, and Twitter. Twitter. And send us an email at Category is pod at gmail.com. So, we also want to make one more announcement, guys. We have a live show coming up. Saturday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. We will be at the Tattooed Mom on 530 South Street. Yes. Yeah. We are participating in the 7th annual, annual Philadelphia Podcast, Podcast Festival. Festival. Yeah, it's exciting. We're going to do a live show. We're going to have, you know, our usual categories. We're going to change it up a little bit, and we're going to, you know... Have a good time. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we have some nice giveaways for yes. you guys. Yes, we yes, encourage yes. audience participation. <laughs> and it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yes, it's going to be a ball. It's going to be a ball. Our first time in front of a live studio audience. Yes, yeah. first time at a ball in <laughs> drags. <laughs> drags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maurice. So how was your weekend? My weekend was good. So it was my birthday weekend. Yes, happy birthday. Yes. My birthday was actually during the course of the weekend because I'm not one of those people that celebrate like their birthday month right or anything like that but my birthday was on Saturday and um it's a day you get a day one day right that's it and so yeah my birthday was on Saturday I really didn't do much um so you and I went to dinner on Friday yes. at that amazing restaurant I had I had a good time I liked it it was so it. bougie it was <laughs> it was so bougie tell the people so it's a new restaurant on 13th and Sansom here in Philadelphia, and it's called Alpen Rose. Mm-hmm. And so you walk up to the to the front door, and the door's locked. You can't get in. You have to ring a doorbell. And then <laughs> this chick opens, like, a little cubby hole. Like, oh, it's like a window it's like within a, the yeah, door. Yeah, it's like a porthole, like, in the door. And she's like, yes, can I help you? It's like real kind of speakeasy vibe. Yes. And so we're like, um, yeah, we have a reservation. And so then, you know, she checks the reservation and then opens the door for you. And it's this tiny, tiny, tiny space. Because it used to be it used to be where you can take your, like, your iPhone to get repaired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was like um, really small. It was a little smoky because they had like... Yeah, we grill sat. or fireplace like thing. They had some open fire element. Mm, yeah, it wasn't like a a, a wood burning pizza oven or anything. Mm-hmm. But I guess they cooked the steaks maybe like right over there. this huge open yeah. flame, and there was charcoal. Mm-hmm. But my eyes were stinging. Mine were yeah, and I smelled like smoke. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. entire night. But it's beautifully decorated. They have like this huge bookcase, um, chandeliers. Mm-hmm. You know, like really like richly. Um, darkened wood right. and everything. It was like really like grown and sexy. The service was impeccable. Yeah. The service was impeccable. The cocktails yeah. were spot on. So amazing. And it, they were so strong. Very. I mean, <laughs> I had two tequila cocktails yeah. and I was done. Done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. The food you was know. good. The food was great. Mm-hmm. The mashed potatoes didn't need help though. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. But other than that. Other than that, everything was like really, really good. It was a, it was a, one of the better dining experiences I yeah. had in Philadelphia as of late. Yeah. And then, so Saturday was my actual birthday and I just, I didn't do anything. I kind of just, um, I went to get a pedicure Saturday mm-hmm. morning and then that was pretty much it. I um, went to lunch with my ex. Aww. <laughs> and. And um, our dog, and then 
I love uh, that you share custody of your dog. We have a joint custody arrangement. That's cute. <laughs> I would have took him to court for full custody. I mean, it worked out. But I'm just a spiteful bitch. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're a modern family. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, then that was pretty much it. That was my Saturday. I, like, chilled, relaxed, and just had, like, a really, you know, uneventful day. That's nice. Yeah, it was good. That's very Maurice. Yeah, pretty much. Right. That's exactly what I wanted to do good, on good. my birthday. How was your weekend? My weekend was rather eventful. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Pride, New York mm-hmm. City on mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, call me silly or, or dense or whatever, but I didn't realize that World Pride meant that literally every city, every country in the world would be represented there. Not every city. I mean, Spencer, Washington. Like, is that even a real place? Apparently. They got a float. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have floats, but like <laughs> right. the first two and a half hours. They got a delegation. Of the parade. Yeah, people sent their delegation. Uh-huh. It literally felt like the Olympics where oh, all wow. the countries march in. Yeah. I mean, it was like... Venice, Milan, Rome. Mm-hmm. I was like, but y'all are all Italy. Like, why can't y'all just march under one delegation? Well, that's like having D.C., L.A., New York, Philly, Miami all walk under one. Like, there's totally different vibes in each city. I suppose. Yeah. But it was nice. You had all the politicians and stuff there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to the corporate floats because yeah. they got the big money. Yeah. So it was fun. But, I mean, it was... I know you don't like crowds. You I don't. would not have survived because it was <laughs> literally, I, I believe the reports were 4.5 million, million people like, yeah. in like maybe like three square miles. No. When mm-hmm. I say it was like scary, no, it was scary. But yeah. the energy was just love and it just radiated peace and happiness and acceptance. And it was such a good time. But it was hot. Um, It was hot. And, you know, I dipped and dive into a few little establishments. Okay. And you know, had some mediocre, non-festive cocktails, mm. but it was um, it was just nice to be in that energy of New York City during okay. a historic moment because that was yes. the first World Pride in America. That's not true. Well, in America, not North America. Toronto had the first. They one. did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I saw Andy on the flow. Mm. <laughs> I saw Wendy Williams on the flow. Ooh, she needed to stay home. Why does she wear her bad wig? She wore the shake and go wig to the pride. <laughs> now, girl, you know you was gonna get rid for that. She looked like a busted roll of lifesavers. She looks like she had a few quaaludes. But yeah. that's just you know an uh, and that um, an observation. Yeah. But that is not. It's alleged. That unitard, I was like, girl. Mm. I saw Shangela. That was like the highlight of my day. Oh, okay. She was on. She the was in Toronto Club. Pride too. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. You know, Brooklyn Heights wasn't there, but in World Pride, she. I didn't see her in New York. Now, no. Oh no, um, I'm lying. She was there. She was on the lift float. That's right. That's right. Yeah, she was she on was, there. But yeah. I didn't see her. I just mm-hmm. saw her on Instagram. Okay. But it was a really, really fun time. But what I'm learning is, is that. I'm just a little old for yeah. these festivities and events, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to be popping, locking, and dropping it. You know, I don't, I wear clothes now when I go outside. <laughs> and it was, although it was fun, it was just a lot. It was overwhelming. I mean, yeah. New York's a lot, period, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on Pride, it was just mm-hmm. crazy. But, you know, I was there. I was a part of history, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Won't do that no more. Please don't. Yes. Well, let's get into what you're drinking. What we're drinking this week, Maurice. Tonight we are drinking the perfect summer cocktail. It is officially summer. Is it? 
Yes, yeah, after June 21st. You can't tell by the heat? Well, My summer's over now. <laughs> it's too damn hot. It is. So we're basically drinking an adult, like, Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Where it's, like, half, uh, like, sweet tea and then half lemonade. Mm-hmm. Like, so, this is something the Arizona 99 cent can. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're using sweet tea vodka. There's two different kinds. I prefer the Firefly one, which is um, made in Charleston, South Carolina. And there's another one called Sweet Carolina, but I don't like that one too much. Um, So, yeah, you just basically mix that with some lemonade. Okay. And it's good to go. This is tasty. It's refreshing. It's like you don't realize that you're getting drunk. Exactly. Because it tastes so much like sweet tea. Dangerous. That it's, yeah, it'll creep up on you. Dangerous. Yeah. But we're drinking that tonight. Category, category, category is... 2020 election debates. You mean 20 candidates. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Want to just gouge my eyes out. Oh, my God. It's too many. Actually, there's 25. Mm -hmm. And those were just the top 20. Really? I didn't know that. So you have to have um, a certain number of unique donors. Unique donors? Yeah. Like packs and stuff? No, like a certain number of, like, individuals have to have contributed to your campaign oh okay yeah and they have to be from like a certain number of states and then you have to have like i think it's only one percent of the polling average okay yeah in the national polls and then that's how they determine the top 20 Hmm. but so they set the bar low is what you're saying very low very very low and then so they had to divide into two nights so that's why they had 10 each night and they allegedly did a random drawing Um, but (laughs) yeah ain't no way because night two was stacked right with all the heavy it's like prime time and the only people that i really even know about that were not at night two were Mm -hmm. cory booker and elizabeth warren right so i guess the other eight people are probably not gonna be president Uh, definitely not i mean or or even at least get that nomination (laughs) yeah because i'm terrified that trump's gonna win again because america won't get her act together well we'll see we learned the hard way yeah and we did. All right. So, what'd you think of the debate? It was a hot mess. Because uh-huh. um, honestly, twenty no ten people on stage, mm-hmm. sixty seconds to answer like super complex questions. Right. It's just unreasonable. Yeah. It's not even like they had any meaningful time to say anything mm-hmm. besides like, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing?" And let me break into my Spanish. Right. Real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not know I was gonna need Rosetta Stone Child. to watch this debate. The Spanish was horrible. It was horrible. It sounded like they were ordering at Taco Bell. Robert <laughs> O'Rourke. Beto. Basically was like, hola. Como estas? Me llamo <laughs> es Beto. It was like, okay, man. It was like your Spanish. Oh, stop. <laughs> My Spanish is a little better than that. Mm, okay. Let's see. Mm. Let's hear it. Hola, como esta, Justin? You know, just the most. Yo soy es muy baracha. Already? Damn, girl. Yes, you know how I am. (laughs) But see, it is better than them. Give me that. A little bit. Um, Dora still got you beat, though. But Dora the Explorer. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little backpack. Oh, my gosh. But they were asking him a question about, like, economic policy, and he broke into Spanish, and everyone was just like, what? Which, to me, honestly felt like he was pandering to the Latino voter base. It was, yeah. I know he's from, you know, northern Mexico. No. Beto's from Texas. Isn't that like northern Mexico? (laughs) No. Okay. Well, um... His last name is O'Rourke. True. 
So, no, man, he failed. Fail. But then the biggest failure is that you have a native Spanish speaker, like, three people down from you. Mm-hmm. The short one? Julian. Uh, they give him a little soapbox. Poor little thing. He's so short. He is so sure. I was like, oh. You know, I mean, I know what I'm going to say is going to sound very sizes. <laughs> but I just can't trust no short man. Mm-mm. Big things come to small packages. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that they do. I've seen a few. Uh, but, Don't tell all your business over here. But what I'm saying is, uh-huh. is not my president. <laughs> anyway, back to the debate. Um, the one thing that I really could not get over mm-hmm. was Cory Booker's makeup. Really? It was so bad. It was. Yeah. It was. He had like three different tones on his face. Well, he clearly didn't use Fenty Beauty <laughs> because, you know. He looked like Trixie Mattel. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Your makeup is horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh, no, terrible, terrible, terrible. That's Alaska. Alaska Thunderfuck? Oh, my She's a song called Your Makeup is Terrible. Oh, well. You dedicate that one to Cory Booker. Yeah. But um, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a makeup Dude. Yeah, you'll be watching your I'll be watching my your makeup YouTube's. tutorials, yeah. my Alyssa Ashley's and my Jackie Ina's mm-hmm. and my Patricia Bright's. And he just didn't contour right and he didn't color correct in the beard. Right. Um, Corey, next time you need to get on a televised appearance, <laughs> you need to use a different um um primer. Oh, okay. No, the primer goes on first, then, oh, the, foundation. then the foundation. And then you need okay. to use a different foundation, and then we also have to bake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to reduce the shininess. But call me or email us at the podcast, Corey, and I'll help you out in more ways than one. Oh, I bet you will. You know, I'm not. Sh- listen, if I could be the next, the first first husband. <laughs> well, Rosario was trying to help him out with his Spanish because he was on the Spanish too. Ciao. Yeah. Does she even speak Spanish though? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Where is she from? Isn't she from. No, I'm getting her confused. Is she with from the Heights? AOC. Aren't they the same person? No, the AOC is from the Bronx. She's from the Bronx, yeah. I thought that um, maybe she is. I don't know. I don't know. You know why I'm thinking she's from, because um, she played in that movie Rant. So I'm <laughs> thinking she's from like that little, you yeah. know, that little commune. Yeah. But that was pretty much it for like the first night. I didn't really get much. And I don't, like if anyone was to name a winner, then they were saying that Elizabeth Warren was the winner. But she didn't give me much other than like, she looked like somebody's like, Kindergarten teacher. Yeah. That's all I got from her. Yeah, I didn't like her outfit. No. Well, I, and I hate to deduce such a just an outfit because she's a brilliant uh, economic scholar and genius. Yeah, because she shopped at TJ Maxx. First night I watched and I was, you know, not too excited. The second night I was falling asleep. Yeah. You were? Yeah, I was falling asleep. You know how, you know my sleeping <laughs> well, issues. Well, it was kind of late. It was late. Yeah. And it was long and drawn mm-hmm. out and redundant. A little bit. You know, but my favorite of the night was Marianne Williamson. Really? Yes. No, ma'am. She She drew focus. Her outfit was cute. It was cute. It was cute. It wasn't like the basic kind of like dark color. She giving you a little blouse situation. She was giving you presidential Vanderpump. She was giving me (laughs) Desperate Housewives because I thought it was Terry Hatcher for a long time. Terry Hatcher? Yeah, from, from Desperate Housewives. The one with anal cancer? No, that is Marsha Cross, okay. the redhead. Right. Yeah, Brie Van de Kamp. Uh, Marsha Cross is like the brunette one. She was on. She was on Lois Lane. No, she was. That's the Mexican one. She was. <laughs> <laughs> she was Lois Lane, in Lois and Clark. I don't know her. Well, okay. 
That's who but I do know Mary Ann was giving me. Yes, I return to love. You better read it. Pick it up on Amazon. Mm, no thanks. She's my spiritual advisor, so of course I vote <laughs> for her for president. <laughs> no, she was giving me like CBD. She was too <laughs> like, and I'm gonna meet you on the battlefield of love, girl. No, ma'am. Right. You can't win a war with that. Right. She's a little too like Lucy Goosey, Fru La La fantasy. She She's had not too much enough. Chardonnay. <laughs> that night. Not Pinot Grigio. Take it easy, though. But I know. I, she did draw focus, but not in a not good way. Not in a good way, though. Yeah. Right. And someone else who was drawing focus and not in a good way was Vice President Biden. Former Vice President Biden. Right. He... To paraphrase RuPaul, stop relying on that Obama. Because every answer he gave was, well, I... Used to work with Obama, <laughs> and I used—I did this with Obama, right? And right. I did that with Obama, right? And it was like, and especially with his optics, because yeah. he's an older man mm-hmm. who's had some former, you know. And I'm not going to get into you know holding things that people did in the past against them, especially when that was well, the predominant culture of the time. I mean, did he make some wrong decisions with the whole Anita Hill thing? Sure, probably. Has he like you know the, the whole like. Didn't he call somebody boy? I can't even keep up. Yeah, it was something. But, like, it's, you know, time changes, and people are allowed to grow and correct and change and move. But. But I think that he's not exhibiting that he's changing enough. No, he and doubled the, down, like, on it. He's doubled, yeah, he's doubling down, but then also the bad thing that he's doing is that mm-hmm. he's relying on his black friend. And yeah. it's like, don't do that. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. don't. You know. Yeah. Stop being Daria to his Jody. <laughs> You know, stop relying on your cool, hip, smart black friend. Yeah, yeah. And that, to me, it just seemed like he wasn't prepared. And he thought that all he could, you know, he could just show up and be like, Obama likes me, so right. I'm, I should be the winner. I should He's be the front runner. Yeah. But my girl did not come to play. Kamala. She did not come to play with y'all hoes. She was standing on her little, um, she had a little box. Did you notice it? No, I didn't. Yeah. What was her shoe situation? It was cute. A good, a it was big cute. Girl yeah, it was, it was a cute little pump, um, skinny heel. Okay. And But she was standing on like a little platform. Long heel, red bottom. Long heel, red <laughs> yeah. bottom. Step, step. Now, see, that's a present I can get behind. Yes. Trina. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kamala did not come to play. And so she challenged him on. You know, the busing situation Mm -hmm. and the gag of the night where she was telling this story about how she knew a little girl who was bused to school, you Mm -hmm. know, to help integrate the school. Okay. And she said, and that little girl was me. And Biden gagged. He, like, turned his head so fast and he was gagged. He did not know what to say. Mm. And that was the moment of the night for me. Wow. Yeah. What did it you think of, of, of Mr. Buttigieg? The same thing I said before is that he is a mediocre white man who happens, gay, who happens to be gay. And he's trying to, you know, use the gay card. Because all he did, honestly, was like he spoke very calmly. And he talked in his voice like this. And what we need to do is this. He didn't answer any question. Really? He just recited Wikipedia and Ooh, Wikipedia girl? Yeah, like they don't like, even verify that shit. Right. And all he did was speak in a calm, even tone. When they challenge him on, you know, things that are going on in 
South Bend, Indiana, a town of like 100,000 people, and you can't get their race relations and their police force together. Ma'am. But you're trying to run the whole country? Girl, you need to go back and sit down. And I can't even take his name seriously. That's probably like my biggest thing. Right. <laughs> because you're the gay candidate, mm-hmm. and your name includes the word but. Right. It's 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 a joke. It's yeah. like you are the punchline for every, every joke if you were to win. Yeah. I mean, it's just, no. Yeah. Just the, the, the political cartoons are going to be hilarious for the next four yeah. years if he were to win. Mm-hmm. He won't. But the thing that I think is that a lot of gay, wealthy men who are in power mm-hmm. and have money are going to support him because they see themselves in him. But. Mediocre. Yeah. And a gay. So they think because they're gay that they have, like, mm-hmm. this struggle. Yeah. And I mean that might be a true to a certain extent, but I also feel like white gay men are at the top. They're of the at the top chain. of the pyramid. Yeah, they're like above white straight men. Pre- well, because gay's in right now. <laughs> it's like very in. Yeah. Well, it is Pride Month. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't bring anything other than that to right. The, to and what? But you're right. I think I read somewhere that his husband mm-hmm. has the last name Budishish. Yes. So that's very heteronormative. Exactly. And I'm not trying to like. Okay, I'm not trying to go here. But I'm saying, to me, that's heteronormative. So is he the the traditional receptive partner, also known as a body? I'm not trying to ask, but to me, knowing Uh, that you have these political aspirations with a name like but, (laughs) to zhuzh, and do in the but. Right. You might want to take what you might in the but. Right. You might want to take your husband's name. Yeah. Or like do a hyphenate. Something. With but is just first, so that. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I can't take him serious. I can't. And but he just, yeah, he just didn't give me anything. Yeah, yeah he needs to give personality. But Bernie Sanders was there, and he was invading Kamala's personal space, like, way too much. What do you mean? Me. Like, he was standing, Hillary? Well, he was standing um, between her and Biden. And, you know, Bernie gets crazy, and he likes to, you know, Did he brush his, his hair? He did, actually. He had a nice little haircut going on. Oh, good job. Yeah, he must have watched that footage back from the last footages? yeah, from last <laughs> time. Because his hair was, like, nicely cropped. But he kept waving his arms too much. Did he wear a suit that fits the, that is not from J.C. Well, Penny Kids department? No, it came from Sears, I think. Oh, damn. Is Sears even in business yeah. anymore? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> they're turning them into Whole Foods. What? Yeah. So, or is it J.C. Penny? Because, you know, they're all, like closing down like okay. in the malls and stuff right. and they're buying like th- those empty spaces they're going to turn them into the Whole Foods all the memories I have of JCPenney as a childhood getting your glamour shots I don't, I don't feature Mr. Sanders no um, he won't be getting any well, I don't, attention from me yeah I don't think the people are featuring him that much this time really yeah it just seemed like he's p- literally playing the same you know the top 1% card that he was playing last time. And people were like, okay, like, girl, what else you got? You have four years to come up with something. Right, girl. We live in the else. age of social media. Like, yeah. memes that was hot two days ago are over <laughs> now. Gone. You need to come up with a new platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just think that we need to narrow the field down, like, very quickly. Because mm-hmm. we have, like, a whole another year of this stuff. Right. Like, there's another debate, I think, end of July. There's one in September. I think there's some in October, November, December. But you know, the primaries don't start till February. But people are getting very little information. Right. Twenty is just ridiculous. I mean. Yeah. Well, it's twenty five or twenty six. How are you supposed? To, how are you supposed to choose from twenty anything? Yeah. Like when I go to a restaurant and they have twenty items on the menu, mm-hmm. 
I can't make a choice. <laughs> That's why I don't go to Cheesecake Factory. Ooh. You know, because everything you get is going to be subpar yeah. because there's just too much. You like, can't just, make everything good. Right. Yeah. It's just not going to be good. But at this point, I think I'm team Kamala and team Booker because I'm going to support the gay. <laughs> And team Biden, just because I want that security blanket. I don't. He he was lackluster. He left a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the next debate he might come with, like, he might prepare a lot more than he did for the first one. So I'll wait to see what, this, what the second debate comes, um, what he brings there. But Kamala came, and she was ready from the beginning. And she's going to be ready to go at Trump's throat. Too. Yeah. But... Interracial relationships are an issue, and I don't think so. Really, she's married so. to a white man, and I so? think that's going to be a a problem for her, the black voter base. I don't think so, because I think that prior to the the first debate, people were like, "Oh, I don't know, like you know, Biden is this, and you know, he has this history of working with Obama and mm-hmm. Kamala." They had some hesitations, right, with you know Kamala being a woman. Being a minority, being because you know, despite a woman's accomplishments, married to a white man, they're uh-huh. still defined by the men that they're married to, and that's a sad, sad thing in, in this world. But Kamala was like, "I'ma show y'all hoes. I did not come to play. I came to slay." Okay. And her numbers have like skyrocketed mm. since that debate, yeah. like in like the first twenty-four hours, you yeah. know. And so she's she's kind of riding the wave of like people see that. Oh, okay, like. You for real. Like you you have right. what it takes. No, she's she's and, she's brilliant. Yeah. And you and know she has a good shoe. Yeah, she does. I don't know. So she 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 would get your vote at this point in time. I've been rocking for Kamala. <sighs> but it just seems like such a risk. But why though? That times. says a lot about the culture. Because you know what, honestly, I still am hurt. And I know hurt seems like an extreme I'm still hurt. From, from 2016? From 2016. Well, yeah. And I felt like that was the opportunity to make a historical change for the most qualified candidate to ever run for president right. in the U.S. history. And if right. we couldn't do that, sis, I'm just well, very nervous because, again, Republicans mm-hmm. come together. Behind their, we got white bread and that's it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and we are trying to offer them croissants uh-huh. and, you know, pumpernickel bread <laughs> and, 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 you know, and um, Dutch bread yeah. and all different sourdough. Mm-hmm. But they just want, they want the bread. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But I think the thing that with um, the Democratic Party, because you had, what, six, seven women, eight mm-hmm. women maybe? You had an Asian man. You had a gay man. You had... You know, a governor, a black man. You had so many different things, uh, you know, Hispanic man. And everyone is trying to be the first something. Right. And where Democrats get kind of caught up in is that everyone wants to feel like they're special. Mm -hmm. And what I have to bring to the table is something nobody else can bring. Right. And you remember via their identity right okay remember on the incredibles the first one the villain in that movie um basically he was trying he had this whole kind of scheme but anyway he said that when everyone is special no one is right and that's what the democratic party is facing like well i'm the first southeast asian woman from hawaii and i got this great great stripe in my head (laughs) yes (laughs) 
Okay, Stacy London realness. Yeah. Remember Stacy London? And um, what's his name? Cliff? Clint. Clint. Clint he something. Was, yeah, he was from, on. What was that show on TLC where they would. Like make over the What not to wear. What not to wear, yeah. yes. And then he was on. The Chew. The Chew, which got canceled. Because do he even cook? Anyway. No, he was like the like lifestyle like decor oh, okay. person. Yeah, that was Carla's show. Well, they got canceled because the guy had a Me Too. Um, a Mario. Mario Battaglia, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the chef. Um, but yeah, it's like I'm the first this, and well, no, bitch, because I'm the first um, mm-hmm. this, and then Corey is like, no, ma'am, honey, I'm the first this, and so it's just like we got too much going on, and it's right. like everybody's trying to assert their specialness and their uniqueness mm-hmm. and it's to the detriment of well what are we really trying to do here right right yeah I totally that's agree. Mine. I, I totally got it so it's it's, it's almost because <clears throat> I, and i also think the democratic party is more diverse right racially Gen- yeah ethnically mm-hmm. than the republican party i mean right. i don't have any statistics to back that up but i feel like that's a fair assessment well the, <laughs> they always have that one, that one black, black person at with the, the trump, with the trump for blacks with the handwritten sign <sighs> yeah but um, I feel like, you know... And them two girls, what's their names? Oh, Diamond and Silk. Yes. Oh, the yeah. Uncle Tom's. Ooh, yeah. But anyway, I, it's just like, I feel like because we are more diverse, that mm-hmm. we are still, we still have a, a, a loyalty to our own individual needs, and that's what causes more dissension. Right. But we got to work past that, y'all. Yeah. We got to beat this orange man. Get it together. No matter what color you are. Uh-huh. Black, brown. Caramel, cocoa. Yeah, you sound like that Wu Tang. <laughs> French vanilla, butter, pecan, chocolate. Dough. Nobody's orange. Scooped in my ice cream truck. Nobody's orange. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. All right, child, what's this next category? Category is kimono. My girl, Kimberly Kardashian West. She announced. <laughs> How does she make it onto the categories every week? Because she stays relevant. Like, I don't know what Mama's doing, but... Will Chris be in our inbox? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Because you remember when I gave her tens for that nasty um, Met Gala look? Where oh, she was yes. like Where she was, like, sensed. dripping in the water. Yeah. Yes. And she had on, like, that corset and the, all the shapewear underneath. So she was um, developing a shapewear line. Like, um, kind of like Spanx. Right. You know? Um to help, you know, women get their bodies together, the illusion of getting their bodies together. Ooh. And <laughs> well, also, in fairness, the bodies that these women are attempting to achieve are almost not even humanly right. possible. Right. It's just like, yeah. seriously, yeah. come on. That's true. And so she announced that she was gonna um, cre- or launch her shapewear line or solution wear is what she called it. Solution wear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess solution to your problems. Basically, and she was gonna name it kimono. Mm-hmm. Like the Japanese garments, the real bit like the geisha. Yeah, the and stuff very loose, um, like geisha-inspired mm-hmm. robe, um, and people lost their shit online. Right, <sighs> because this family, time and time again, they have all this money uh-huh. and all this access to hire the best of the best. I get that her name is Kimberly, yeah. and that she's just trying to go with the whole K mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And Kim Mono is something you wear name. on a body. It's yeah. half of her name. It's close to Kimoji. Right. I get it for mm-hmm. like you know the brand family. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. But at the same time, knowing that these are the same people who you know have culturally appropriated <laughs> boxer braids, they do not fat ass. Well, well you know. 
cornrows is now boxer braids and fat asses ain't ghetto and now they can wear lime green purple orange wigs and you know ghetto nails and ghetto gold and it's chic you know that's not it's it's a problem definitely because because black and brown women have been doing this for millennia yeah and now because these women are black by insertion well don't do that well i'm saying they have an affinity for the culture, clearly. Girl, okay. What? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, but. I'm going to let you finish, but. But I'm just saying, but that don't make them black. And that doesn't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? But because they're. They're, they're trying to be black. I don't think they're trying to be black either. And honestly, I think Kim's a really sweet woman. And I hate to talk bad about her. because yeah, she's feel doing like she so had, much for the inmates. I feel like Girl. she really has a heart of gold. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's just wrapped in, you know, bad, bad, bad cellophane. I don't think that, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it, one, because mm-hmm. I don't wear shapewear. The name, the brand name is just half of her name. Like, right, but I think the disconnect, so people are saying, well, you're selling basically Spanx mm-hmm. and to like, and to sense you, and sense you, you in and like get you looking smooth and you know, all of this under your, your garments, but a kimono is very loose-fitting. Right. It's like a draped robe. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what was traditional garb back, you know, mm-hmm. in the imperial times and things like that. Right. But, and, and, and so they were saying, like, it was a disconnect between the name of it and what she was selling. I, I do see that very and obvious disconnect. What I, and to me, yeah. that doesn't make sense from a marketing perspective. Right. We live in a culture now where it's just, you know, everything's just up for grabs. I don't think mm-hmm. it was overtly offensive. I don't think so. But I think that because there's such a popular family that now uh people were somehow afraid that kimono would now be associated with them and not with what a kimono is. But no, because I mean, it was an overarching like trademark because she's going to sell like (laughs) corsets, Mm -hmm. um, robes, intimate wear. And then she had like harnesses and whips and chains. I was like, okay, girl, let me see too. Yeah. But it's not like so she used part of her name for that, which uh-huh. okay, your name is Kim Kimono. But in totality, I get it. It's not like she named it Dashiki. You know what I'm saying? It's just Dash is part of their last name. Oh, Dashiki. Like Dashiki. But that again is like it's a loose fitting garment. But I think again but, because that is that's traditional to African cultures uh-huh. and the the relationship that right. they have with that, they chose not to do that. And it's also, it just doesn't sound as cute as Kimono. Yeah, it probably came up, up in, the, in, the, in the business meeting. I'm though. sure that it yeah. did. But, I mean, I I don't know. I have some issue with it. And if I was, because I, the, like, right before we came to record, um, they just announced that she is not going to use the Kimono name. She's going to drop it. And I think that that's a good look for her. because I, I don't think, think that, so. Because, I know, because I think that she's trying to be taken a little bit more seriously now mm-hmm. that she's in um, an apprenticeship to become a lawyer. Right. So she has to appear a little bit more sensitive and intellectual. Okay. And okay. I think that that's a good route for her to go okay. in terms of being sensitive. But don't let these people dictate your businesses all the time. Right. But she has many of them. One of them that she has that's also new I've seen mm-hmm. because I know she suffers from psoriasis. Yeah. And now, I mean, she's trying to come for uh, Rihanna. With her um, the body, body makeup, makeup. Okay. but to me, like that That's makes a sense different, because it, one, it's different because mm-hmm. it's 
she has the KKW yeah, makeup the line, line, the beauty right. line. Yeah. So that to me seems like a very natural transition. Progression, yeah. And progression. Mm-hmm. But also she does suffer from a condition yeah. that a lot of people suffer from. Yeah. And not for nothing, I know this is going to sound really warped, uh-huh. but I think people view Kim Kardashian as perfect. They and do. I think that yeah. because she has this flaw mm-hmm. in psoriasis, if you will, by her like providing something to other psoriasis sufferers yeah. or people who just have, have I don't want to call them sufferers, but people who have you know deal mm-hmm. with psoriasis mm-hmm. um that kind of indi- no i'm not gonna call them victims because they're not or they're not suffering, but it's just it's just a, a condition that they have yeah 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 and um i think that but that will endear people to her yeah and i think and it's not you, exploitative because yeah. it's, it's something that she has a personal connection yeah. to. have you seen those videos what where they like apply the makeup yes it's like it's scary yeah it's like whoa yeah so i think that's remember like a few was a few months ago or something when um Chloe had those knees, and they were like so shiny. Yes. So that's probably yes. what she was using. Yes. That was at Diana Ross's birthday yeah. party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably testing it out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't hate those girls. They're, they seem like okay girls. Um, I really actually do like Kim. She's my favorite. Yeah. Well, her and um, well, Kendall's Kendall. my favorite. Yeah, because she, she works. Like, not because she works, but like she's she's been able to separate herself from yeah. like the social media mm-hmm. rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kylie's kind of like, you know, wow. thrown herself into it, but she also is allegedly self-made, but she got the biggest she bank is. account. I'll give it to her. I'm, I mean, I don't think they should take that away from her because, I mean, she didn't have any of that money going into right. it. But anyway. All right, let's hop into our next segment of the show. I said, said what, what I, I said. said. So my I said what I said this week is, you know, today is July 1st, and it is officially the end of Pride Month. And... You know, Justin talked about going to Pride, World Pride in New York, and just seeing, you know, all the corporate floats and, you know, just seeing how um, essentially businesses have kind of, you know, taken over Pride. And you said, I think you mentioned that they have the money to have the big floats. Right. And to me, it just feels like, you know, Pride Month, the entire month of June, everything is rainbowed out. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into Target, you go into Starbucks, you go into Whole Foods, you go into Walmart. Wal- they have a Walmart? They do. Ooh. Okay. Child. I don't shop there. Gaze is redneck now. <laughs> Let me stop. I mean, that's Well, anyone. Taylor Swift got them in the trailer park. She surely did. <laughs> but you need you, to calm down. You do. And she does too. But if you go anywhere, you see like these corporate logos are transformed into a rainbow flag. Right. And did you see like the Barclay card app? No, I don't bank with them. I don't either. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's big like in Barclays is a UK uh, company. So I right. think they I believe they're based out of London. They changed their logo to the rainbow flag to, <sighs> you know, celebrate gay pride and people were going off on their Twitter page. Right. Because it changed, you know, like the app on people's phones, like people who bank with mm-hmm. um, them. And so they were like, I don't support LGBT, so you can't force me to, you know, then move at- your money, bitch. Yeah. Like and so people were saying that they were gonna close their accounts and blah, blah, blah. But um, you know, today being July first, when you look you know, everyone's kind of like on to the next. Right. Like, okay, Pride Month is over. All the apps went back to the regular color. Literally, I ran into Target earlier uh-huh. today, and they had like a clearance rack of Pride of things. All the Pride. And stuff. they were putting up like 
Fourth of July stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like when you go into Target or CVS right. on November 1st mm-hmm. and all the Halloween candy right. is like on clearance. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. And so I just think that, you know, if these businesses, if, you know, these corporations, if these people are, you know, so down for the gays and, you know, want to support, you know, the struggle, right? then they wouldn't be so, you know, transient in there in their efforts because it's like right. well it's July fuck y'all you're like it's time for July 4th mm-hmm. and you know I just feel like people just we have this mentality of it's like okay on to the next and you know what and not for nothing just to have like a quick just I'm not trying to take over your eyes said what I said mm-hmm. but just a response because mm-hmm. I kind of felt it in New York I mean I was happy to see millions of young gay people out right. in the streets celebrating their queerness, their otherness, their identity, and mm-hmm. their self-expression mm-hmm. in a place where they felt safe. Right. Because that's really, really important and mm-hmm. it's needed. Mm-hmm. However, I kind of found myself questioning, well, what does pride even mean anymore? Okay. I think that there's certain gay men, especially in our generation, that grew up with this sense of, like, you know, loneliness or just a hole in themselves from the teasing and okay. the trying to figure out who they were. Right, or, right. You know, I remember sneaking and watching, you know, informative shows like Queer as Folk. Will and, and Grace. And Grace and mm-hmm. Oz, but that was bad. Well, you're watching Oz <laughs> for another reason. <laughs> and um, um, what was the one? Um, the gay black one? No, it was Ark. No, it was Ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those helped me, uh-huh. but you had to go seek those out. But mm-hmm. now it's become so mainstream, and mm-hmm. I think it's great that you know, LGBT is so mainstream now. But I think with that, we've lost some of its meaning because. Okay. Who is LGBT plus now? What does that really even mean? We got numbers, child. We got, you know, special characters. (laughs) Who is it for? You know, because... Well, like even because now the community is not for us because now it's like for allies and you know other people. And I'm not saying that asexual people or pansexual people shouldn't be there, but I'm like, well, saying like, well, hold on, your (laughs) your struggle is still very different. You know, or intersexed people. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like maybe like politically incorrect to say. A little bit. But it's to me, it's there's a, a dilution. Yeah. Of the focus of the yeah. movement. I think that the majority of people who are at mm-hmm. the gay pride parade are straight white girls and the boyfriends they drag along. Right. Because it's like they want to go and have a good time and mm-hmm. go to a bottomless brunch. And then tip on out to the gay pride parade. Yeah, but are they there for the spectacle of the drag they, queens exactly. and the dancing and the, and the bodies? Are level they there? four nudists that are hanging around. You know. But they don't, I don't think they're genuine supporters most of the time. I feel right. like they are literally just there mm-hmm. to have a good time and look at the nudity. You know, with Stonewall 50 was like the hashtag mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't know that Stonewall was an uprising. Stonewall a was a riot. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, people had to have signs to remind people of that because right. Pride now has just become a spectacle and a mm-hmm. party. It's about rainbows and unicorns and, and glitter. glitter, and no one knows, like, the struggle behind it. But yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I said what I said. My I said what I said this week um, goes out to social media users. And I feel like I'm always attacking social media. You are. But, you know, it's a problem for me. You need to stay off of Social media has just become about, you know, bottomless mimosas mm-hmm. and bottle service at the club and vacations and projecting this image of what you what your life is 
versus a reality. I noticed over social media this past week, you know, the immigration issue in this country is dire. You know, we have children who are locked up in, you know, essentially concentration camps mm -hmm. in subpar and inhumane conditions, uh, which is just a travesty and is not an American. But there was a picture of this, I believe, El Salvadorian father and daughter who were passing the Rio Grande and I guess um, drowned in the rapids of the river. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that social media and the internet can be a powerful tool to communicate, um, you know, what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. it, it's a quick and fast, easy way to disseminate information. I mean, you saw what happened with the Arab Spring. I'm what? aging myself, the Arab Spring, like the whole uprising, maybe like in 2013, 14. Okay. I don't think I had social media. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, oh. that's what happened. But I feel like, you know, this photographer took this image of these yeah. dead, lifeless bodies. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when used by a, you know, news publication, that has a certain level of prestige or history or right. communicative ability yeah, that is important and credible. Yeah. And people have been, you know, sending or reposting, mm -hmm. or recreating this image on Instagram and mm -hmm. Twitter because they want to further disseminate the information. And it's like, we don't need it at this point. I don't need to be scrolling through your feed and mm -hmm. see pictures of you on vacation, pictures of you at brunch, pictures of your kids, and then two dead bodies. Yeah. And I get that people, when people who post these things have good intentions. They don't. But I think that um, they are not really well thought out. They're not. Because of the fact that, you know, this is desensitizing us as human beings mm -hmm. to what the struggle is. Now, these images are important in, in tragedies that mm -hmm. happen in the world inform us of, like, this should never happen again. But, but I, I, I take issue with this particular image because I think that historically there's been a, you know, um, lack of respect for black and brown bodies specifically and, mm. and in, in states of, you know, lifelessness. Or, or there's not respect for those bodies. My thing is, if this, I, I truly believe that this is a white father and daughter, their images would not be shown, and that is based That's upon the true. fact that no, in in this state, in, in, the, in this in this society. state, Maybe, in today's but society, I mean, like you were saying, they use those same kind of pictures, but like for me, in Auschwitz and the concentration camps and. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But I think and at they, that time, social Somalia. media wasn't around. No, they did the same thing in Somalia. They did the same thing anytime there's... in um, Anywhere. Anytime there's any kind of global... Right. Or if any kind, anytime there's any kind of event where they think there will get some global mm -hmm. recognition or acknowledgement for it, then they'll post it. But I've, I've been people, noticing, mm -hmm. and it's not scientific, and I haven't done a study on this, so mm -hmm. it's just a, an observation, but like when there was the massacre in New Zealand, mm -hmm. there were no images of those white bodies that were massacred. But when there's massacres in Sudan, when there's massacres in black and brown countries specifically, it's like we they, they want to take those bodies and show them to people. And I think that we are failing to acknowledge the, the desensitization in the process and how that will, over time, erode the amount of sympathy for the um, desecration of those black and brown bodies. And that is the right. point I'm but trying then, to say. It's yeah, like it's, it, cause, cause it Because it, it makes it feel like it's not as important or it's not as valuable. But you primarily follow people of color? 
No, I follow all kinds of people. Yeah, you do like a range of. I, I follow. I, I follow thought all, all <laughs> thoughts of all colors, thoughts across the world. But I also follow like, you know, different kinds of news indices. But also, I with this particular image, mm-hmm. lots of people, and it's not particular to one group of people: mm-hmm. white, black, brown, Asian, Latin. Everyone has reposted this image. But to me, I feel like people well, are failing to recognize that mm-hmm. reproducing this image is a um, desensitizing us to the pain that is uh, experienced right. by black and brown bodies right. in this state. And even I, I remember at one state. point, like mm-hmm. when there was, you know, there's still lots of police shootings, mm-hmm. but they would just show them on the news as yeah, if it were nothing. Yeah. And without acknowledging the, mm-hmm. the damage that that does to the psyche, especially of black and brown people, but to all people. It's well, not natural. But, know, like, but then, you know, Dylan Roof, he gets like a good pick. You know what I'm saying? There is something that's done in the media when it comes to imagery of yeah. black and brown bodies, even when they are not the perpetrator, but the victim. Well, I was in Russia and we were watching the news and they show everything. Oh, <laughs> like is they had, yeah, so they had this um, like security camera footage of like this guy getting like stabbed to death and they show the entire thing on the news. And the guy was just, like, laying there in a pool of blood. And I was like, oh, my God, can you turn this off? Right. And so, I mean, I think that, yeah, part of it is, you know, it could be the people that you follow and the algorithms that show up mm-hmm. in your in your search feed or your explore feature or whatever. Or maybe and it's just the world that we live in. That, too. That's my next point. Like, it's the world in, that we live in where we're already desensitized to it, where, you know, you can have your thought, ass-out picture here and then you post in two dead bodies right right next to it so it's just like what and people I don't, I don't know if they are sharing it for the fact of this is wrong and we need to change it and this you know we need to change a lot of things about what's going on or today or is it just oh shit this the hot pick of the day let me post it too so I can get some likes that's so cynical but that's the world we live in today that makes me very sad. Wow. Because because that because that father and his daughter were were people yeah. with souls yeah. and spirits and they deserved better. They did. And I said what I said. Let's end on a positive note. It's time for tens, 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 tens across, across the board. board. So my tens this week is going to Alfonso David, who was recently named the uh, he was recently elected, I'm sorry, the president of the HRC, which every time I hear HRC, I think of Hillary Rodham Clinton or the Human right, Rights Campaign. The rightful queen, Hillary Rodham <laughs> Clinton. Um, but it actually stands for the Human Rights Campaign, which <laughs> is an organization devoted to um, LGBTQ advocacy. So Alfonso David is the first person of color to lead the organization in their 40-year history. He is a civil rights attorney. (laughs) Attorney? He's a civil rights attorney from New York State. But yeah, so he is a graduate of the University of Maryland, and then he went to Temple University here in Philadelphia. Temple? Owls. So he went there for law school. And so Uh -uh. I wonder if if he knows um, your girl. Who? I know plenty of Templonians, (laughs) if that's what you call them. Mark Lamont Hill. Oh, no, no, no. We don't uh, feature her. No, we don't. Um, she in the law school either. <laughs> She's not that smart. Ooh. But, um, but yeah, so he's the first um, person of color 
the organization had been accused of, you know, prioritizing the concerns of gay white men, but, you know, now he's the first person of color, so he's going to bring a lot of change to the organization and to their platforms in the near future. Congratulations, Alfonso. for you, Alfonso. Yes, keep giving Beyonce those awards. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, was that glad? That was glad. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. keep up. Something else. Sorry. All right, my 10 this week goes to Pharrell Williams. No. He um, showed up to the high school graduation of the Harlem Children's Zone High School, where 114 graduates were accepted to college. Um, he did show up in unacceptable attire, within my opinion. <laughs> A hoodie is not appropriate yeah, for no. any ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe that graduations are more important than weddings. Well, because so. it's the accomplishment of something, not the celebration of the not beginning of something. Not these graduations. It's my pre-K graduation. Well, those are silly. It's my third grade graduation. But a high school graduation does mean something. That's true. A little bit. Yeah. And um, he guaranteed these kids, all 114 graduates who are going to college, A-list internships. Um, Where? The details of his plan <laughs> were not uh, provided. Uh, he did not do like a Morehouse man earlier this year. What's his name? Robert Smith? I don't know. Who gave, who paid off the, the student debt. He had so many stipulations on that. I don't he think did. he paid for nobody. He did. I need to see not the receipts. That. Yeah. But, you know, he just said, I'm going to offer y'all internships. And I'm like, okay, well, are the internships but, yeah. after their freshman year of college? Are they mm-hmm. going to be in their field? Right. Are they going to be paid? <laughs> That's my first question. <laughs> you know, but again, I think that it's good because he's showing support to young no. students. Mm-hmm. And I always like Pharrell Williams. And it was a slow week. No, he so just stopped with the shorts at the awards ceremony. What like, about the hats? I think he stopped with the hats, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But I think it's important that these young people know that the people that they look up to no, because are, 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 are investing in their futures. Okay, but that's one thing, but you don't know where you're going to be working at. Right. You don't know how much you're getting paid. He said You don't know list. if it's going to be in your field. And then that kind of sets these kids up to almost expect a handout. Like, yeah, if I go to school and I get my college paid for, then what? Yeah, I go to school and they just gonna give me an internship, and I don't have to do nothing. Then what? I think that they'll have to do something again. The, the details haven't been, you know, <laughs> discussed. But right. I think it was nice that he showed uh, up and supported yes. these children at the school mm-hmm. and tends to Mr. Williams. Yes, can you put out a new song and get off the Voice? I'm not gonna turn my chair around. Is he still in the Voice? Was he? Was he on there? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't feature her. Usher, that was Usher you're thinking about. Oh, sorry. She it might have been Pharrell, though. But he no, he was voice. on there. He doesn't. Okay. But Ellen was judging American Idol, so you Child. don't need a voice these days. And, and, and so, so was, was Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Disgusting. <laughs> Girl, bye. And the nerve to be next to the queen. Okay. Child. Anyway. The queen is Mariah Carey, if you did not know. Yes. So that's our show for this week, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us yes, for yes, another week yes. of Category, Category is. Be sure to check us out at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, like we said earlier. Yeah, at Saturday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. at Tattooed Mom, located at 530 South, South Street, Street here in Philly. Yes. Be sure to um, check us out on social media. We'll be posting 
all kinds of reminders and announcements there at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Twitter. Yes, and don't forget to write us a listener letter, suggest a category, or just, you know, say hey. You can email us at categoryispod at gmail.com. So be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Be safe. Bye.